<laughs> Hello everybody, welcome to the show Bullet just jumped on the couch so he knows what time it is It's podcast time today Bullet, now would you like to say something to all your fans out there? You have fans, buddy Here, wanna say something? Yeah Yes, good boy He, rub- he was rubbing against the mic ever since he was purring but he knows he has fans. He appreciates it. He knows he's cute. And if you would like to see a picture of Bullet, you can uh, find me on Instagram at uh, space for all. Um, yes. So uh, <clears throat> I just wanted to thank everybody once again. I, I thank everybody so much, but it's just because I appreciate anybody who listens to my dumb voice. Um, and a lot of people don't take me serious when I do this thing because... Well, you know, it's hard for people to believe in something like this. Um, and a lot of people are very basic. Um, and they have basic mentalities. And they can only see what's right in front of them. And to me, I'm trying to go above and beyond what I believe I'm capable of or, or, or whatever I imagined I could be capable of. And then what people told me and perceived I could do. So I'm trying to break through my ceiling, as I, as they say. Um, so again, thank you for joining me in the show and, and, um, we're going to get into another great guest and, uh, I don't know if I said it, but this is episode 151. Oh, boo. Oh, oh, I didn't like that. Ah, oh. uh, again, I'm so, so terrible. This is visually impaired problems. I knew a button I hit and I just, I literally like stumbled. And so as I went to press it, I hit that. So. We are getting into our guest. We are not going to boo. We are going to clap for, aren't we? Yes, 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 yes. Crowd's going wild. All right. Now, let's get into the show. Okay, guys, we are back again. Um, Another guest. Uh, I guess I should just stop saying where I find these people because it's always in the same place. Uh, Podmatch is just a great, great, um, great avenue to find good guests, and um, I, I, I highly recommend it as I always do. But uh, yeah, we we kind of talked off and on here, but I finally got to get to know her a little bit here off mic and um, or off recording, I should say. But um, she's a really nice person, and, and we're going to talk about a topic that. In, in bipolar, um, I, we haven't, we've delved into it a little bit. It's more of been like a side thing to other people's stories. It's never been, um, the main focus. And so I, I kind of want to get into it cause there's a lot of misconceptions and, and what people perceive it to be and all that. So, um, so you want to introduce yourself and obviously tell us sure. about yourself. Um, I am Susan Johnson. I'm the author of Some Dreams Are Worth Keeping, a memoir of my bipolar journey. I work in an elementary school with special education students um, with learning disabilities. I write for a mental health magazine, and I've given a TEDx talk. So it's a little bit about me. Awesome. Well, I mean, you told me to talk to ask it, and we are going to. So, why don't you tell people what bipolar is and, and uh, how it affects you? And has uh, bipolar disorder is a mood disorder. It's a chemical imbalance in the brain which causes euphoric highs, known as manias, and devastating lows to the point of 
suicide. Uh, bipolar disorder is a genetic illness, and it is treated by medication, and I take a lot of medication uh, to keep my stability. Awesome. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, there's a lot. That's the thing. There's a lot of people that have it. Um, does it ever get like? See, I don't know because there's a lot of people. I mean, there's always that running joke when someone is just going through the gamut of emotions. They'll say, "Oh, I'm bipolar." Um, exactly. Is there something that like really stands out that kind of defines yeah. bipolar disorder over anything else? Like, if there's a, if there's one thing you could say, and again, it might not be one thing that defines it, but is there one real symptom or anything that can kind of there are so there are a lot of them. If you go to a doctor, there's a whole list. Um, it, it's different. It's racing thoughts. It's uh, spending sprees for some people. Some people have psychosis. Um, sex drive is increased. What else? Um, just the manias, and then the flip to that are the depression as well. Okay. Um, the depressions are very, very, you can be really depressed to the point where you can't get out of bed. People don't shower. Um, they have problem with hygiene, you know, socialization. Uh, it affects friendships, family relationships, and all those sure. types now, of Now, you said things. this all off mic earlier. Can you explain the, the manias? Yeah. I had my first mania when I was on a cruise after high school. I was celebrating my high school graduation, and I've never been a drinker. I've always been a just-say-no-girl to drugs and alcohol. And that weekend, it was just, I was a completely different person. I was jumping on the tables, like, in a bar, like, just going crazy and dancing. And I remember being at a, um, like in the disco at night, um, and like banging on the window for the CJ to play red, red wine by UB 40. I was sleeping. I wasn't sleeping at all. I remember, um, I was journaling because you think you can like solve the world's problems. Mm -hmm. So I was journaling. It was, and my friend that went with me got so irritated and mad at me. We ended up going our separate ways that weekend and I didn't recognize what was going on. I had, I knew something I think was wrong, but you know, I didn't feel it was, it was very scary. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, everybody has these, like I said, when you hear about it, a lot of people, they have these like episodes where they just obviously clearly not themselves. And, and I've heard about the, the shopping one too. Uh, yeah. But the depression one I uh, think is the, probably one of the more harshest ones to have because it's, I mean, they all affect you in different ways, but I mean, there's a lot of people that can relate to that more because there's people that have that, that aren't even, that don't, you know, have any diagnosis of yeah. bipolar. Disorder. Yeah. Especially with the pandemic. Yeah. You know, the past couple of years, I think that's affected so many more people um, for sure. I mean, it, it is because most people, when they relate to bipolar or what they feel like, the main thing is, is that it's the constant fluctuation of, of moods. Uh, is that for everybody or, or is that just one? It's like a, you know, like, I don't know, one of the qualities that you can have or one of the symptoms you can have. It's like one of the more uh, mainstream. Well, there, there's something it's called a mixed mania. So you can go from like laughing to like crying within a couple minutes. Wow. If if you're not medicated correctly, 
And then, you know, the highs can last like a couple weeks and the lows can last a long time too. Um, definitely something you want to go to a doctor for, but the problem is you don't feel like anything's wrong. And when people do try to point things out, you're like, I don't have a problem. You have the problem. Right. You so I was, defense. yes. And that's why it's really hard for a lot of people to get help. Does it ever, I mean, it may sound stupid, but does it ever make you really happy? Yeah, that's what mania, you know, mania, you're on top of the world. You don't want to come down. I mean, it's, I've never taken drugs, but I, I understand that it's higher than any drug can possibly take you. Wow. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I think when people relate to it, they think it's mainly just you're sad or you're angry. Uh, and it's the happiness. Yeah, well, that just... goes along. Yeah. Some people, um, I would say the anger hits some people. I'm not a real angry person. I don't have a temper, mm -hmm. but I know it's um, a big concern and problem for a lot of people that have bipolar disorder. I read about it in the blogs um, for BP Hope that I write for. They have like anger and management uh, tips. So that's hard for a lot of people. You know, people end up in, in jail. I mean, it's, sure. it's a big problem. Yeah. Um, does it ever kind of get mixed in with like any of the other mental disorders like schizophrenia or, you know, there's a lot of them that kind of get all bunched in together. That doesn't mean necessarily they're yeah, the same. They're, they're different. No, they're, they're different illnesses for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And I, I can only speak to from my experience with bipolar, but I know that, you know, that it's that I would rather have bipolar over schizophrenia. Sure. That's. Like, at least I can take my medicine for mine, but schizophrenia is, is a lot more difficult from what I um, understand. Well, I, I ask that because a lot of those, you know, it, it doesn't take much for the average person who's kind of closed-minded that doesn't understand to just automatically assume that you're crazy. Because you could be crazy just with mental health, this regular old sadness. Um Whereas, like, you know, obviously if you're talking to yourself or your moods are constantly shifting, some of them, like, you know, like I'm, I'm always talking about the disabled community because I'm, I'm a part of it, but also how, like, our logo is a guy in a wheelchair, yet the majority of us aren't in wheelchairs. So a lot of times they kind of get pushed into one category. It doesn't mean they actually are the same, but it, sometimes they get swept under the same rug. Sure. Which, and even, like, with one of the kids I'm working with, um, we think that there's a good chance he has autism, but he talks to himself, yeah. you know? So it's just different for everybody. That's the bottom line. Yeah. And I think another thing, like, it's it, it also to how you've grown up and how many friends you have. Because sometimes if you don't have many friends and you're very lonely, you'll tend to talk to yourself. And it doesn't mean you're actually, like, you have any of those conditions. You just, yeah, that's true. You just need someone to be your friend. And it's like, well, who's better than your pet or yourself? Um, <laughs> we're talking about cats are the best right <laughs> right yeah but i mean even like i mean i talked about it when i was a kid um on here before where when i was kid when i was like in the, in the hospital and i was almost dying mm -hmm. i would always have my toys and i had my my in my um my stuffed animals and my music and i would talk to them mm -hmm. and i made this like invisible shield around me even though i was in excruciating pain i found ways wow. to kind of cope with life and, and, and be happy um, and it was in a time where I was, like I said, in immense pain, I didn't have skin and hair fell out and everything. So like I was mm -hmm. in such bad pain, but I was able to create this alternate world where I still had friends and I talked to them and, you know, I mean, I still had my mom and stuff, mm -hmm. but 
my toys were in my, my stuffed animals, especially were like my friends. Um, mm. And yeah, I mean, I know it's a difference from being a four year old and a 30 year old, but I mean, sometimes not everyone has the privilege of having a lot of friends or having a lot yeah, of people in their life. That's a lot of um, my success is because I have a huge network, support network of people in my life. I'm very blessed. I know not everybody has that. And so I consider that a big blessing that for def- sure. Definitely helps. Was there some people that kind of disappeared for a while and came back or was there, you know, cause I know, um, yeah. Cause I know you can run people off from how you were acting. Oh my goodness. Especially if you're in mania. Um, yeah. It's, it's very unstable time. So people don't really, you know, want to be around you when you're like that. Um, I know that, that it affects a lot of marriages too, as you can imagine. Yeah. Was it, was it hard sure. for you to kind of like look back at all of the chaoticness that you brought on other people, even if they didn't ever tell you that you were a problem, but was it hard for you to well, really like address what you were doing, going through back there's then? There's only been one friend, my best friend that has really like walked through me through the, my entire life with me. So there hasn't been, you know, like a lot of, I feel like a lot of friends that I've lost per se, because I've moved yeah. many places. So um, there's my one and I consider my sister um, just that she's never been judgmental or, you know, and she's just been amazing. Um, just supporting me and listening and not judging me. Uh, um, so I'm really blessed to have awesome. her. But So I don't feel like, you know, I've had a lot of other interactions with close people throughout my life like that. Yeah. yeah. So I don't feel like I've lost you know, people now before your diagnosis, Thankfully. um, and uh, you, you can talk about when you were, but were, were, like, obviously I know there were signs, but were you aware of like what bipolar disorder was and, and that you had it? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No idea. And then uh, looking back, I have a ther- you know, I've had some great therapists, which I recommend some good, uh, talk therapy through a psychologist. Um, she was able to say, Hey, look, when you were a kid, you experienced, um, separation anxiety from your mom. And then I looked back, I was like, Oh, I did. And then I started to think about junior high and I could see that I was paranoid. Um, I thought that I went to an all girl school and I thought that people were talking about me. And like when I entered the library and I remember having anxiety trying to get to class on time and opening my locker, you know, so I can see things looking back now but it never occurred to me then. And the only way that I knew, I mean, my mom is a nurse, so she was able to identify it after that, my first mania after that cruise. And she, my uncle has bipolar. So that's how we were able to trace it. And then on that, her whole side, um, we have, has been issues with mental health. So we're able to trace it back through there. Yeah. And uh, yeah. My my mom had to take care of my uncle, um, just going through some horrible manias and depressions. Um, unfortunately, he put himself on a train track um, one time, but he, he's okay, thankfully. Yeah. And uh, unfortunately, it, for him, it's led to alcoholism and also divorce. So, I mean, a lot of people try to self-medicate, yeah. um, unfortunately, that way. And a lot of times it just exacerbates it even more. 
the, vo- exactly. the voices get louder yeah. and it's just hard. Yep. It's unbearable. And you just, and that's the right. thing. Like, that's another thing. Like with the voices thing, like I think again, that kind of, there's a difference between voices and schizophrenia and then the voices that are in your head constantly. Like I always equate right. it to like, like the, the, the old school cartoon devil and angel where they're both on your shoulder and one's like overly positive and one's overly negative. And they're both kind of going to lead you down the wrong path. So you have to kind of stay mm-hmm. somewhere in the middle. They're both right and wrong at the same time. And you have to find yep. your own way around it. But there, there are voices in your head. It's just, it's some of them aren't just say, Hey, you should kill yourself or Hey, you know, Oh, whatever. The sky is pink. A lot of times it's just this thing that's in your head. That's like magnified at the time. And it's just right there and you can't really escape it. You're trying to close your eyes, but like it's in your head. So like you can't, it doesn't go anywhere. And it's just, yeah, that's a good way of describing it for sure. Yeah. And, and cause I think when people hear voices, it's like, Oh, see, well, schizophrenia, you, you might, you know, it's like, yeah, it's like satanic or whatever. Yeah. There's parallels, but it, it's, it's different. It's totally different. Yeah. For me, like in mania, it's more like songs going through my head. Okay. It's like all this noise and you can't, you can't, like you said, you can't, you know, get it to stop. Sure. It's, it's, it's hard. But it's good. Like you've become so like open-minded and, and objective to what you're going through now. Like you, you know what it is, you know how to deal with it and you're, you're honest with yourself. And it's cause that's the thing you have to eventually go back and, and look at, like I said, any damage that you cause, whether it's to yourself, to other people, you have to think of just, and again, even if you have a legitimate excuse too, but you have to really address these issues in order to like, cause you can't just come out one day and just say, Oh, Hey, I'm bipolar because you know, a lot of people are just going to give you looks and you're probably going to be shameful and, and sad about that. Absolutely. Cause that label on you is automatically like, Ooh, people uh, look at you like, Ooh, well, yeah. I mean, what's the first thing you think of with bipolar crazy. Yeah. That's the first thing. Yeah. Um, adjective, I think that a lot of people describe it with. Who wants to be crazy? But then again, you know, who is normal? Right? Right, right. There normal is no means nothing. Anybody being normal. Yeah, because normal, like, I mean, you can say anything's normal, but like most people that are like quote unquote normal, like, do you want to be those people? Like, I don't know. Right? Like, it, there's a lot of people that are just living their life for something else, for like a reason they don't even know why. They don't really have a purpose. Yeah. They're just, like, I always say, like, they're just floating, they're just there. Like, and I think that, you know, that's for, for a lot of people, it's part of depression too, you know, without a purpose yeah. for sure. No, for sure. Um, so when you finally did get diagnosed, like, did it make sense to you? Um, well, I was still, you know, in the mania. So oh, okay. um, I don't remember, you know, I, I learned about it as I went, as time went on. Um, definitely through my college days i moved from california grew up in california southern california um got dragged to iowa to des moines iowa in the middle of winter it was horrible but my dad had gotten a job there and he agreed to pay for college my parents did um so i really didn't have a choice and those were some really really hard hard tough times and I'm really glad I had a good psychiatrist and psychologist to walk those days with me because I would have never have um, gone through it or graduated college um, without. Was that when you told them. me you like hit your bottom, or is that later on? No, that's that's the next move. That's Virginia. Oh, okay. yeah, those are those are my Iowa days. Gotcha. Um, 
No, I mean, because, yeah. I mean, but yeah, I mean, kind of before we get into that, like, it, it, it's when you're going through challenging things, like, even just something as in change, because change for a lot of people, when we're in our comfort zones, which isn't always the best thing for us, um, depending on what we're talking about, but a lot of times our comfort zones keeps us from being able to explore and, and, and appreciate other avenues of life. Um, we tend to just, like, we don't, um, I lost my train of thought, but yeah, like, when we, we, we don't really get out there as much. It, it's really hard to, um, yeah, I guess it's really hard to appreciate things. Um, and like I said, I lost my train of thought. So go ahead. <laughs> so I guess um, the rock bottom for me was Virginia. I got really depressed in Iowa after I graduated college. Like the couple friends that I did have at the end moved away. Yeah. And I just had to get out of Iowa. And my aunt lived in Virginia. So I had a chance to move there and I took a job working in a kindergarten classroom, which was just nuts. I was an assistant. It was just a crazy, crazy year. And so, um, but I didn't have a good doctor. So I was only taking an antidepressant and he like wouldn't call me back. So I became, uh, I was taking no medication and that's when uh, everything just, you know, I hit rock bottom. Uh, and then uh, my parents kind of talked me into seeing another psychiatrist. And I kind of lied about it. I kind of denied that I had bipolar, even though um, I definitely did. So he started putting me on anti-anxiety medication. And I lost weight. I weigh about 150 pounds. I'm five, six. I weighed like 100 pounds wow. back then when I hit rock bottom because the medicine I didn't want to eat on it that was like one of the side effects for one of it yeah, yeah. and then um it wasn't a toxic um definitely verbally abusive relationship um, nothing good came out of that and my parents ended up uh saving me and they moved me here to Las Vegas um, where I currently lived. I lived with them, which I didn't like. You know, I was on my own, and then all of a sudden I'm back in the house. But yeah. um, that was okay. You know, I needed I needed to do that. I needed to heal. We found a really good psychiatrist here uh, in Vegas, and that became um, just wonderful. Those, And then I ended up meeting my husband and working in the school, which I've been working in for 15 years now. Yeah. So. Um. The, the the train of thought that I lost, which still fits with this, is that, you know, like when you're going through these things like change, uh, it's, it is great to have people around you to help get you through it. Because when you're in those, like it, there's so many things that can just spiral down faster than they're really going in, in your head. It, it's just going all too fast. And it's just an anxiety attack. It's like, oh, my God, oh, my God. And it, it really is good to have those around you who can just kind of calm you down and know you best that you trust who can kind of get you out of your mood. Um, and then in, in, in your case, like hitting bottom and, and you're in a bad place, obviously the medication was for a good reason, but then it, it also had its own effects. And then the relationship and it just piles on and piles on to the point where you, you feel like you're underground, you're buried and you can't get out. You can't breathe. And, yeah, sure. and then with your family being able to just pull you out, like maybe it didn't feel like the right decision at the time, but I mean, obviously in, right. in hindsight now, you, you know much better. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I mean, you definitely moved around a lot. 
I did. It was kind of neat, though. I got to see different parts of the country. And you appreciate how different people, you know, are in different parts of the country and seeing things. And I think I do well in Vegas because of the weather, because we have so much sun. Um, it was really hard. And Iowa had the seasonal um, effects. So I would get, I would experience mania in the summer and then depression in the winter. That's because it's like darker and, and, mm-hmm. and, and cold. And colder. Cold. Yeah. Yeah, it was horrible. No, I'm like, I'm good. Not living in that anymore. I'm good. Yeah. Cold. Well, that, that, I mean, look, I'm not I'm not a huge sun person just because of me and my eyes, sensitivity to light and whatever. But there is mm-hmm. a different feeling you get from it. I mean, you know, they always say you get the vitamin D from it. Um, so it does benefit your moods. It's just, uh, yeah. And, and then as well, they say, like, places like Seattle was, like, one of the suicide capitals oh. of the country because it rains so much. Mm-hmm. And it's always dark. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so it impacts people's moods uh, tremendously. And a lot of people don't think about that because it's, he's like, oh, it's rain. Who gives a shit? But there is something to it. Uh, yeah. Oh, for sure. I couldn't live in that climate. No way. <laughs> yeah. Um, nope. What What made you get into like the field that you're into now? Um, I had that. I wanted to be a teacher since I was a little girl. I grew up um, with my best friend's mom was a teacher and she was fantastic. Everybody just loved her and I knew she loved her job. So that's, I kind of emulated her growing up. Yeah. And and it's one of the more important jobs in the world, like especially in this country, just alone. Like it, it, it means a lot. Because you're, you're, you're impacting people on a daily basis, negatively or positively. You know, it's just like yeah. you, firefighters, cops, you know, doctors and nurses. Like there's, there's, a, there's a small group of people, uh, or small different types of professions that really impact people daily. Regardless of what they get paid or not, they are the most impactful in, in society. And sure. if you screw up, you can screw up royally because you can push a kid in a totally different direction than he was going. True. Um, and the thing I had to learn is I am an assistant. I am not a licensed teacher because when I went to college, the bipolar disorder, it's set off um, when you have a lot of stress, uh-huh. it triggers. So my psychologist, I was going to school, um, taking the classes and my psychologist like pointed out, she's like, you're not going to be able to be a licensed staff. She's like, the stress is going to take you over the edge. And she's right. So she's like, there are a lot of opportunities in the schools to be working, you know, as support staff and to be doing a lot of other things that you'll be able to handle. And so that was heartbreaking at that point when I was in college, you know, and I had to dream a different, it didn't look like the way I wanted it to look like. And let me tell you, the stress that I see in my building, I'm so glad I don't have my license. I am really, I have the best job. I just work with the kids. I don't deal with the parents. I don't deal with paperwork. So I really think it's a blessing sure. for me that she pointed that out. Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, that was hard. Good pre-warning. Uh, is that something you have to notify them, though, about, like, your past? And, nope. And, you know, no. Oh, absolutely not. Oh, no, no, no. Nope. I didn't think he would because, I mean, you, you think there was some sort of legality to that. But, uh, you know, I, I just want 
Yeah, right. But I mean, you know, sometimes they find ways to get around anything nowadays, but um, but it's good. I'm glad. Um, and you work with what, special needs students? Um, I work with kids that have learning disabilities. Learning disabilities. So kinder, first and second. Yeah. I get to work in the classrooms with them. Um, sometimes I do small groups or I'll work one-on-one, you know, helping them focus or depending on where what level they're at. But I love it. I have the best job. Well, I really yeah, do. That, uh, you're also super impactful with that because, you, you know, those type of people are, are super loving and, and they don't need, it sounds almost demeaning, but they don't need a whole lot. And the things that you can help them with, it it really does benefit and make their life so much better. Um, I, I even say that because I, I, I'm on a bowling league and there, there's one team, there's a, 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 a Jesus, a, a nonprofit around here that um, hires people with that, those a lot of those conditions. Yeah, we have that too. Yeah, we have something like that too. Yeah, yeah. and they're on our bowling team and actually we just played them last week. And they're pretty good, but it's it's not even that. Like, they're so friendly, they're so loving. They love when you just give them a high five or a hug or elbow bump, <laughs> and they're just so gratified just by the little things. And, and, and like I almost like I always say, like they're like the simpler versions of us. Like maybe when we were kids, you know, like bubbles like entertained us, and now it's like we we can't help it because we don't have this color shirt. So now we have to go buy another color shirt because we don't have it because it doesn't match this. Like we're, we're so enamored by the nonsense and things and we can't help to buy yeah. something on Amazon. We don't need, and then they don't need that. stuff. <laughs> yeah. Very simple. Yeah. Very simple. And it may seem bad to say that, but that's, that's the truth. And it, it, no, they're it's, funny. <laughs> if there's anything to make me laugh. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Never, I, you know, it's never, no two days are ever like, I think that's why I like it. Well, and you, they, know, you never know. And they probably yeah. help you to like appreciate your life more for what you don't have. Like you may have something relatable or something that impacted you uh, when it comes to like a condition, but you don't have it as hard as they do. I mean, maybe they don't know it as how hard they have it, but they do. And, and you know, it, it, life can, you can see how precious life can be and, and how hard it can be for some other people. And, and, it, it's great when you can be on the other side of it and realize like, okay, like, yeah, maybe I, I don't have it great, but look, look what these guys go through and like, they're still smiling. They're still enjoying life. And like, what the hell is wrong with me? Like, I'm, and that's true. Perspective. Yeah. It helps change that. It helps adjust, you know, where, you know, if you're going in a direction, like the, these kids are always going to keep you balanced. Uh, <laughs> as long as you're willing to just get down there and play with them. And, um, and again, like I said, it helps like, you know, when you, when you meet them, cause like there's so much negative energy in the world there's so much going on and it's, it's great when you can just sit down and, and just appreciate little things in life. And, and like I said, I'm sure as much as you do for them, I'm sure they do a lot for you as well. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, no, that's really great. I mean, again, like, like I said, it's something you didn't sign up for. You you wanted to be a full-fledged teacher, but, like, you're doing – you're impacting them more than you probably ever thought you would impact yeah. any other student. True. True. <clears throat> um, yeah, uh, I'm trying to think what I wanted – oh, I'm, I do want to ask you, like, to uh, – obviously I, – well, I, actually, before we get into what you're going to promote, is there, is there anything that we haven't covered, um, whether it's any misconceptions with, with – being bipolar or uh, or anything you want to talk about because I'm I'm the floor is yours. Just 
if you're in a dark place right now to ask for help, that there is no shame, whether it's bipolar or something else you're living with, to remember that there's always light at the end of the tunnel. Mm -hmm. And we all have things that we have to live with. And we're not meant to carry them, to carry these problems on our own. We need help from other people. So there's no shame in that. And I want people to know that help is out there but you have to look for it and you have to re- you know go outside yourself even though it's not easy to to seek that help for in sure. order to have a successful life for sure yeah i posted something on instagram and it was just like a like a, some st- some steps and i put like a little like candle at the top of it like a little thingy and it was just saying like you know even if you can't climb those steps like you have to find a way up there like if you see a little bit of light that means there's something worth you know crawling walking running towards um but the thing is those steps aren't gonna like walk themselves like you have to get up right People, no one's, I mean, maybe you may get lucky and someone will see you and you're in your pain and, and they'll help you. But overall, that's not going to happen. You literally have to do it. And, and right. if you don't get up, it, it's not going to get any better. And you have to really kind of challenge yourself because we don't realize how strong we are until we have to be strong. And then moments yeah. arise and then you just, and again, some people aren't built like that and they don't have it in them. But there are some of us that really are. And if you've already been through a lot of tragic things in your life, you're probably going to be able to get back up. It's just, you have to want to get back up. That's right. You have to put the effort into it. You got to do the, the homework. Yeah. And, you know? and again, I, I also understand there are people going through very, very tough times in one way, shape or form. And it, it sounds easier said than done, but as a person who's nearly died uh, and who's attempted to kill themselves, you could, you can do it. I'm, I know there are people that have it really rough right now, and it may seem like it's is no, there is no light. But if you see just a yeah. little glimpse, it's something. Hold on to it. It does not have to be. Don't give up. <laughs> yeah, because there are people maybe who can't walk, and they're like, "Well, I'll never be able to walk again." So that's it. It's like, yeah, maybe, maybe that is out. You know, the, you know, the, the cards are gone. They're not there for you anymore. But that doesn't mean you can't have a fruitful life. It doesn't mean you can't be happy. Right. You just, I don't, and again, I can't tell you what is going to make you happy because I have no idea. I'm still working on myself, but (laughs) something out there will, you just have to keep pushing, keep trying. And that's the thing. Like we, we just, sometimes we, we get lazy and complacent and we just expect someone like, oh, we want a, a lover in our life, someone special. And we expect the person to knock on our door. And just hand us right. cookies and say, I'm in love with you. Like, come in. It's like, that's, <laughs> shit's not going to happen. So you got to you gotta deal with the embarrassing moments. You got to deal with rejection. You have to deal with all that because it, it makes you stronger and it teaches you a lesson in life. Um, and so, yeah, and, and you, and you got to have those honest conversations with, your, in, you know, with yourself. Because yourself, your mind is always going to try to sabotage you too. So be prepared for that if you aren't already. Um... Yeah, so why don't you uh, tell us, you know, the name of your book and, and your your website? Sure. Uh, the name of my book is "Some Dreams Are Worth Keeping: A Memoir of My Bipolar Journey," and that's on Amazon. And my website is sjohnsonauthor.com. 
Just so I would love that. It's, it's S, not yeah. F. Sometimes it sounds yeah. the same, but yeah, S. S as in Susie. Yes, yeah. Susie. Um, and you can find out, you can also find me on, well, the TED Talk you can find on my website, or you could do a TEDx search. Having a mental illness is not a death sentence. And you can also read my blogs on my uh, website as well. And I always like people to reach out to me yeah. if something touches them or, you know, if they like the book to, to leave me a review on Amazon. If you don't like it, don't leave me a review. I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> but, no, no yeah. There's things that I don't like online. Just, just leave it alone. Don't bother. Just, yeah. unless it's something yeah. that's like, it wasn't really, easy. yeah, unless it's Writing like overly negative. not easy. So it was, it took many years to write that book. So no, yeah. And you yeah. you should be proud of yourself and, and it, it's, it's always good. To it's help helping a lot of people. It is. It's inspiring people. It's helping people. It's helping families in ways that I never dreamed that it would. Yeah. Well, to be that honest and out. transparent, to put yourself and to be so vulnerable yeah. and say, this is what I went through. It helps people to do the same. Yeah. There's, there's not enough people doing that because there's so much yeah, shame. Just like you are. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah. And, but yeah, like, unfortunately, there's got to be some people that have to be, I guess, sacrificial lambs that have to put themselves out and, and for the world naked just to say, hey, like, this is what I went through so that the next generation, next group of people aren't as uncomfortable with it and they're not as discriminated against and, and, and so on and so on. So, you know. Breaking stigma for sure. Yeah. Um, again, thank you for, for coming on. And if you ever need a friend or anyone to talk to or anything, you can reach out to me anytime. Of course, I'm also. No, thanks for time. having me. Thanks. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. And you reach out to me as well. Yeah. And I want to see a picture of a new kitten when you get it. <laughs> I sure will. Okay. I'll send you a picture of the new kitten. Well, congratulations, everything you've, uh, all your success and hopefully you continue to go further and like i said i'm, I'm here anytime you need anything and thanks for coming oh, thank you Timothy. all right we'll talk soon okay bye okay bye oh, that's delightful uh i don't i don't know if we i don't think we addressed it but her her cat died like re, like I, I don't she didn't say exactly one but like it just died i don't know if it was today but um and she's gonna get a new kitten so i'm laying here with my buddy bullet I love dearly, my best friend, and um, you know, and and I've talked about my other cat dying, obviously, and um, animals, death to an animal, it's it's rough, it's really really rough. I don't understand how people don't treat their cats and their dogs and any of their pets like their children. Uh, I don't have children, but even if I did, like, I don't know if my kids would take precedence over my animals. They would be equal. Um, but I love him dearly and, and I don't want anything bad to happen. And so I'm glad she's trying to move on and trying to find another cat because her animal was very therapeutic to her. So, um, but yeah, rest in peace to her animal. Uh, excuse me. And, uh, me and Buller are going to go and we're going to snuggles, maybe watch something on Netflix. You want to say goodbye to the people, buddy? I swear he does more than purr. He makes, he can be very mouthy and, and talk and be he can be very vocal especially once his, when he wants his snacks but he's just happy right now he's just getting attention so um thank you guys for enjoying the show with me um like i said i i i hope i'm a decent guest or a decent host i'm trying to do my best here 
deal with my own issues and uh, life can be hard sometimes and I'm just trying to be an example of someone who's strong and continues to somewhat prosper in life. Um, but yeah, thank you for being on this journey with me and hopefully you continue. Thanks guys. Bye-bye.